Welcome to the Illuminated Word Podcast. In this podcast, we take a reading from Scripture each day. We look at the background material to that passage and also application for us. Once again, welcome to the Illuminated Word Podcast. Hello and welcome to the Illuminated Word. My name is Devin Morris. Today our passage is going to come from Daniel chapter 10, verse 10, through Daniel chapter 11, and verse 1. Somewhat of a lengthy reading, so we'll... Um, Go ahead and start that, and we can get into a little bit of interpretation and application. Daniel 10, starting verse 10. And behold, a hand touched me and set me trembling on my hands and knees. And he said to me, O Daniel, man greatly loved, understand the words that I speak to you, and stand upright, for now I have been sent to you. And when he had spoken this word to me, I stood up trembling. Then he said to me, Fear not, Daniel. For from the first day that you set your heart to understand and humbled yourself before your God, your words have been heard, and I have come because of your words. The prince of the kingdom of Persia withstood me twenty-one days, but Michael, one of the chief princes, came to help me, for I was left there with the kings of Persia, and came to make you understand what is to happen to your people in the latter days, for the vision is for days yet to come. When he had spoken to me according to these words, I turned my face toward the ground and was mute. And behold, one in the likeness of the children of man touched my lips. Then I opened my mouth and spoke. I said to him who stood before me, O my Lord, my reason of the vision pains have come upon me, and I retain no strength. How can my Lord's servant talk with my Lord? For now no strength remains in me and no breath is left in me. Again, one having the appearance of a man touched me and strengthened me. And he said, O man greatly loved, fear not, peace be with you, be good, be strong and of good courage. And as he spoke to me, I was strengthened and said, Let my Lord speak, for you have strengthened me. Then he said, Do you know why I have come to you? But now I will return to fight against the prince of Persia. And when I go out, behold, the prince of Greece will come. But I will tell you what is inscribed in the book of truth. There is none who contends by my side against these except Michael, your prince. And as for me, in the first year of Darius the Mede, I stood up to confirm and strengthen him. This is easily one of the weirdest... um, section of verses in the book of Daniel. I mean, primarily because it's given us such a unique view into the spiritual realm. I mean, unlike anything you read anywhere else, the only places that possibly contend as being as weird is something like Deuteronomy 32 or Psalm 82. All of these scriptures actually, though, are brought up by Michael Heiser in his book, The Unseen Realm. I really, really encourage you to get that. If you do not want to get that uh, that book because it is somewhat uh, scholarly, you know, that is his scholarly work on the, on the spiritual realm, you can get a popularized uh, version of that book called Supernatural. So it's called Supernatural by Michael Heiser. If you want a you know pop level, anybody can read it, and he'll introduce you to the to the spiritual realm as we see it in Scripture. 
or you can get, again, the more scholarly version of that, which is called The Unseen Realm. From that book came other two really good books by Michael Heiser. One is called Angels, one is called Demons, uh, both just fantastic books. So cool to read through and see what Scripture tells us about um, the Unseen Realm. Uh, Chris has been doing a series on the Unseen Realm on Wednesday nights, and you can check those out on the uh, church's website, uh, as well as the church's YouTube page. I'm pretty sure they're posting all the classes there. So we'll, we'll talk just shortly about, I don't know what all Chris has covered in his classes with Daniel chapter 10, but we will um, address it the best we can here. So what's really cool is you have this angel coming to Daniel, and just from his appearance, Daniel is terrified. He's trembling. He uh, you know, falls to the floor. He he's staring at the ground. He goes mute. You know, like all of this, like man, the 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 strength of this, whether it be like a panic attack or you know, just anxiety, completely overcomes him to the point where, again, trembling, falls down on the falls down to the ground, is mute uh, until this angel comes up and addresses him. And uh, we don't know who the angel is. Um, and, and I guess we shouldn't even even say angel. Uh, our uh, description in verse 10 is, A hand touched me, and then that entity starts speaking. And so what you get is more of a description of who this person is. One of Michael Heiser's arguments is that, you know, the term angel doesn't necessarily fit all of the spiritual beings we read about in Scripture, and I totally agree with that. Angel simply means messenger. You know, anybody could be an, a messenger. There are pretty human-like figures in Scripture that are called uh, angels. Um, here in Daniel chapter 10, we have something. He is a spiritual being for sure. Uh, angel may not be the, the best word. In verse 16, his description is one in the likeness of the children of man. So he does have a very human appearance. It, it's not one of these Ezekiel-type visions where the messengers coming are like these um, personifications of humans where they kind of look uh, animalized and things like that. No, these are pretty human-looking entities. Uh, but the message he brings, the fact he's able to strengthen Daniel through his touch, you know, different things like this are um, somewhat miraculous and help us to understand and realize that this is a spiritual being that Daniel is speaking to. Some of the descriptions that we get of him is that he has been fighting against the king of Persia or the, the prince of the kingdom of Persia. And the only reason he hasn't come to Daniel any sooner is because he has been fighting against this prince of Persia for 21 days. And that Michael, who is the um, you know one who looks after Israel, uh, came to, to assist him in this battle. And so now this person is able to come and uh, speak with Daniel. So although we may not know exactly who this being is, What's interesting is in verse, let's go back up here to verse um, 11, O man greatly loved. That is uh, very similar to the address that Gabriel, um, the spiritual being Gabriel, uh, the way he addresses Daniel in, back in chapter 8. So maybe this is the, the same entity, the same spiritual being. Um, not too sure. The fact that Daniel doesn't seem to recognize him and maybe be a little more comforted by his presence kind of makes me think it's not. 
whatever the case, you kind of get some some clues there. So this spiritual being has come to tell Daniel, hey, I've, I've been fighting with this prince of Persia, but I've really come to try and help you understand what's going to happen in these latter days. For the vision that you're about to get is about things that have yet to come. So we're about to get into an even bigger vision. Chapters 10 through 12 is Daniel's longest vision. Um, not just in, it's actually the longest vision in span of time also. The fact that it covers a great deal of King Cyrus's uh, reign. But it's also, as far as just text goes in the book of Daniel, the longest vision. And here in chapter 10 it started. And this spiritual being has come to, to tell Daniel what this vision is. Uh, so at this word that, hey, this there's worse things yet to come, uh, is when Daniel's kind of overcome with this a bigger wave of anxiety, and that's when he hits the ground and goes mute. And so this uh, being touches him again on his mouth, and he's able to, to speak again and regain his strength uh, down into verse 18 and, and 19. In verse 20 is pretty interesting when he says, Do you not know I've come to you? But I will return now to fight against the prince of Persia. He's going back to fight against this uh, this prince. And when he leaves, behold, the prince of Greece will come. And so he is referring to this exchange of kingdoms that are going to take power. You know, at this point, um, Persia and Mede have kind of been the ones in control, but now Greece is going to come in and 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 dominate the landscape. And uh, so let's back up a little bit and, and talk a little bit about this prince of Persia, this prince of Greece, uh, prince, uh, in verse 21, Michael, your prince, or Israel's prince. You have these princes of these uh, kingdoms, and, and it's not earthly. We're not talking about physical princes. We're talking about spiritual beings, right? Because this is a spiritual being coming to approach Daniel, talking about how he's been fighting these other spiritual princes. If you go to Deuteronomy chapter 32, um, Michael Heiser refers this as the Deuteronomy 32 worldview. You get a pretty good, if you if you read it with a spiritual lens, you get a pretty good idea of what Michael Heiser's book's about, The Unseen Realm. What it pretty much goes back to is that there is so much going on in the spiritual realm that we are often oblivious to. We know that Paul brings it up in Ephesians chapter 6 and talks about how you know, the reason we need an armor of God is because we are constantly fighting against evil authorities, principalities, rulers. Uh, we're fighting against these evil spiritual forces daily. And we can be aware of them or, or we don't have to. Most of the world is unaware of it and they don't care and they get along fine. Uh, but if you want to know reality, if you want to know what's really going on um, in our prayers, in our confession of sin in our um, avoiding temptation and in us doing good works, we are actually fighting evil forces when we participate in those things. And what seems to be going on, not just us, with us in the spiritual realm, but God's other created spiritual beings are fighting these same battles uh, in a much different form than we are. As Michael, the angel of Israel, or the Again, I want to get away from using the term angel because I think with that comes in some unwanted nuances. Um, this you know, spiritual being 
that is prince over Israel, fights for Israel in the spiritual realm. Um, Michael Heiser gets into the idea of guardian angels, and this isn't quite that. But this looks to be, according to Deuteronomy 32, that God has set up particular spiritual beings to act as uh, you know, delegates, to act as advocates for different uh, countries, for different groups of people. We get this in Zechariah chapter 1 also. Um, it's, it's really throughout the Old Testament. You get little blips of it. I think a reason it's not put more to the forefront is because uh, we can't be involved with it right now. There's no need for us to know about it. God's got it handled. He's got the right people and the right jobs. We just need to focus on what we're doing. And I think the real benefit and I think the real application for us when we start reading the Bible with a spiritual lens on is it pushes us to focus on what's really real. Um, that's one of the the biggest things in Scripture is, hey, realize what's real. In 2 Corinthians chapter 4, the very last verse, you know, when, after Paul has said, hey, these momentary afflictions, our light and momentary afflictions are nothing compared to the eternal glory that waits for us, that God is going to place on us. Um, in verse 18 of chapter 4 in 2 Corinthians, it says, uh, so fix your eyes on what, not on what is seen, but on what is unseen. Seeing what is seen is temporary, but what is unseen is eternal. And if we can start looking at things with a spiritual lens, start reading scripture, um, you know, the way God intends, I think we can get a better focus on what's eternal and not what's right in front of us and not as what and, and, and not what's temporal and finite. But I hope this is a good study. I hope this kind of gets your gears turning a little bit and you're you're thinking more about, wow, God has everything under control. God has all the people where they're supposed to be. Uh, he, he is in control. He is fighting battles for me that I don't even know about. He is a good God. He is a good Father. I hope you're also looking for ways to love and serve your neighbor in genuine and sincere ways. Peace and love.